section twenty two of in old plantation days by paul lawrence dunbar this librivox recording is in the public domain the defection of maria ann gibbs there had been a wonderful season of grace at bethel chapel since the advent of the new minister and the number of converts who had entered the fold put the record of other years and other pastors to shame seats that had been empty were filled collections that had been meagre were now ample the church had been improved a coat of paint had been put on the outside and the interior had been adorned by a strip of carpet down the two aisles and pink calcomining on the walls the reverend eliezer jackson had proved a most successful shepherd the fact was shown by the rotundity of his form which bespoke good meals and the newness of his clothes which argued generous contributions he was not only a very eloquent man but had social attainments of a high order he was immensely popular with the sisters and was on such good terms with the brothers that they forgot to be jealous of him when he happened around about an hour before dinner-time and some solicitous sister killed for him the fattening fowl which her husband had been watching with eager eyes mr jackson averted any storm which might have followed by such a genial presence and such a raciness of narration at the table that the head of the house forgot his anger and pressed the preacher to have some more of the chicken notwithstanding this equality of regard on the part of both brothers and sisters it was yet noticeable that the larger number of the converts were drawn from the tenderer sex but human nature is human nature women are very much women and the preacher was a bachelor among these gentle converts none was more zealous more ardent or more constant than maria ann gibbs she and her bosom friend lucindy woodyard had come through on the same night and it was a wonderful event they shouted all over bethel chapel when one went up one's aisle the other came down the other when one cried hallelujah the other shouted glory when one skipped the other jumped and finally they met in front of the altar and binding each other in a joyous embrace they swayed back and forth to the rhythm of the hymn that was rising even above their own rejoicings and which asserted that judgment day is a rolling round ere how i long to be there it was a wonderfully affecting sight and it was not long before the whole church was in a tumult of rejoicings these two damsels were very popular among their people and every young man who had looked with longing eyes at lucindy or sighed for the brown hand of maria anne joined in the shouting if he was one of the saved or if he was not hastened up to fall prostrate at the mourner's bench thus were the reverend eliezer jackson's meetings a great success and his name became great in the land from the moment of their conversion lucindy and maria ann went hand in hand into the good work for the benefit of the church and they were spoken of as especially active young members there was not a sociable to be given nor a donation party to be planned nor a special rally to be effected but that these two consulted each other and carried the affair to a successful issue the reverend eleazar often called attention to them in his exhortations from the pulpit spoke of the beautiful harmony between them 
and pointed it out as an example to the rest of his flock he had a happy turn for phrase-making which he exercised when he called the two twin sisters in the great new birth a grace for a year the church grew and waxed strong and the minister's power continued and peace reigned then as the rain-clouds creep slowly over the mountain-top and bring the storm thundering down into the valley so ominous signs began to appear upon the horizon of bethel's religious and social life at first these warning clouds were scarcely perceptible in fact there were those unbelievers who said that there would be no storm but the mutterings grew louder the first sign of danger was apparent in the growing coolness between lucindy and maria anne they were not openly or aggressively enemies but from being on that high spiritual plane where the outward signs of fellowship were not needed and on which they called each other by their first names they had come down to a level which required to indicate their relations one to the other the interchange of sister gibbs and sister woodyard there had been a time when they had treated each other with loving and familiar discourtesy but now they were scrupulously polite if one broke in upon the other's remarks in church council it was with an excuse me sis gibbs or i beg yo pardon sis woodyard and each seemed feverishly anxious to sacrifice herself to make way for the other then they came to work no more together the separation was effected without the least show of anger they simply drifted apart and lucindy found herself at the head of one faction and maria anne in the lead of another here for a time a good-natured rivalry was kept up much to the increase of bethel's finances and its minister's satisfaction but an uncertain and less genial note began to creep into these contests as the rev eleazar jackson continued to smile upon both the ardent sisters the pastor bethel had made such a glowing record as a financier that the bishop had expressed his satisfaction by a special letter and requested that at the june rally he make an extra effort to raise funds for the missionary cause elated at this mark of distinction and with visions of a possible presiding eldership in his mind mr jackson sought out his two most attractive parishioners and laid his case before them it was in the chapel immediately after the morning service that he got them together you see sisters he said bethel have made a record which she have to sustain she have the reputation of being one of the most liberal churches in the conference now we don't want to disappoint the bishop when he picks us out to help him in such a good cause oh cause i knowed who i could depend on and so i come right to you sisters to see if you couldn't plan out something that would make a real big spurge at the june rally he paused and waited for the sisters to reply they were both silent this made him uneasy and he said what you think sister gibbs oh said maria anne i'm waiting to hear from sis woodyard oh no said sister woodyard politely don't wait on me sis gibbs spress yourself spress yourself but maria anne still demurred i couldn't think of putting my po opinions up for sis woodyard she said i'd a good deal rather wait to hear from my elders she laid a special stress on the last word lucindy smiled a smile so gentle that it was ominous i ain't holdin back cause i can't think o nothin she said but just cause i ain't been used to puttin myself forward and i don't like to begin it so late and she smiled again the minister began to feel uneasy 
figuratively speaking both of the sisters seemed to be sparring for wind and he thought it better to call the council to a close and see each one separately well he said hurriedly i know you sisters will come to some conclusion and just point to me on next wednesday night and i will pass a kind of view over your plans and offer a suggestion maybe we want to do something that will bring out the people neck and give generously of their means for to benefit a de heathen the two sisters bowed very politely to each other shook the minister's hand and went their different ways it must have been satan himself who effected the result of having both women hit upon the same plan of action maria ann was pleased at her idea and hastened to church on wednesday evening to report it to the pastor only to find that lucindy woodyard had been before her with the same plan i must congratulate you sister said the reverend eliezer both upon yo diligence and yo forethought it must have been providence that directed before yo minds in the same channel both the sisters were aghast they had both suggested dividing the church into soliciting parties and giving a prize to the one collecting the highest amount of money perhaps the devil was not so much concerned in making their minds revert to this as it appeared as it is a very common device for raising money among negro churches however both the women were disappointed i just leave draw out and less sis gibbs go on and manage this affair said lucindy i'd rather be excused said maria ann and leave it in sis woodyard's hands but the minister was wily enough to pour oil on the troubled waters and at the same time to suggest a solution of the problem that would enlist the sympathies and ambition of both the women now i suggest he said that both you sisters remains in the contest and then instead of throwing the competition open you sisters by yourselves each be the head of a potty that shall bring de money to you and the one of you that gets the most from her potty shall have the prize lucindy's eyes glittered and maria ann's flashed and they agreed to the contest with joyful hearts here should be a trial of both strength and prowess and it would be shown who was worthy to walk the ways of life side by side with the reverend eleazar jackson joyfully they went to their tasks their enthusiasm inspired their followers with partisan energy side bantered side and party taunted party but the leaders kept up a magnificent calm it was not they alone who knew that there was more at stake than the prize that was offered that they had more in view than the good of the heathen souls there were other eyes that saw and minds that understood besides those of lucindy maria ann and the preacher pokey williams who was very warm in the gibbs faction called from the fence to her neighbor hannah lewis who was equally ardent on the other side how yo collection come on sis lewis oh midland midland de white folks i work for done promised me somethin my grossy man he gwine give me somethin and i got four dollars a little bits a ready oh said pokey you just bound and determined to marry lucindy woodward to de preacher give way from here pokey you is de beatness how you gettin on hish girl my white folks done give me ten dollars already and i'm just tackin of a buddy i know ten dollars why dey ain't no way for de preacher to get er away from maria and gibbs if you keep on the two waved their hands at each other and broke into a rollicking laugh the rally in june was the greatest the annals of bethel chapel had ever recorded the prize decided upon was a gold watch and on the evening that the report and decision were to be made a hall had to be procured for the chapel would not hold the crowd a brief concert was given first to get the people in a good humour and to whet their anxiety and though the performers were well received 
little attention was paid to them for every one was on the qui vive for the greater drama of the evening the minister was in his glory when the concert was over he welcomed lucindy and maria anne to the stage where they sat one on either side of him the reports began first one from lucindy's side then one from maria anne's and so alternately through it was very close the people were leaning forward eager and anxious for the issue the reports came thick and fast and the excitement grew as the sums increased the climax was to be the reports of the two leaders themselves and here lucindy had shown her shrewdness maria anne's side had begun to report first and so their leader was compelled to state her amount first there was a certain little reserve fund in the pocket of her opponent with which young mrs worthington was somewhat acquainted and it was to be used in case maria anne should excel her maria anne made a report reading from her book according to the returns made by my party which you have all heard they have collected one hundred and eight dollars added to that what i have collected by myself fifty-two dollars i returns to the church one hundred and sixty dollars down in her lap lucindy did some quick surreptitious writing then she stood up according to the returns which my party have made and which you have all heard they have collected one hundred and two dollars and i by my own individual effort she laid wonderful emphasis upon the last two words bring in sixty dollars making the total one hundred and sixty-two dollars which i submit to the church there was a burst of applause from lucindy's partisans but maria anne was on her feet i forgot she said the last donation i received mrs judge haynes was kind enough to give me a check for ten dollars which i didn't add in at first and it brings my collection up to one hundred and seventy dollars the volume of applause increased a maria anne's statement but it wavered into silence as lucindy arose she smiled down upon maria anne i'm mighty thankful to de sister she said for minding me a something i most not forgot miss caroline worthington desired to put her name down on my book for twenty dollars which brings my collection to one hundred and eighty dollars mrs worthington looked across at mrs haynes and smiled that lady raised her chin and ashton hugh came into maria ann gibbs's face with great acclamation the watch was awarded to lucindy woodyard and in congratulating her the rev eleazar jackson held her hand perhaps a little longer than usual mrs worthington was standing near at the time if i had known it meant this she said to herself i wouldn't have given her that twenty dollars the lady saw that she was likely to lose a good servant when the meeting was out the preacher walked home with lucindy on the following thursday night the afro-american sons and daughters of hagar gave a dance at their hall on main street maria ann gibbs the shining light of bethel church went and she danced bethel heard and mourned and the next sunday she went to church she walked in with mose jackson who was known to be a sinner and she sat with him near the door in the seat of the sinners the rev eleazar jackson went past lucindy's house and they walked to church together lucindy had increased her stock of jewellery not only by the watch but by a bright gold ring which she wore on the third finger of her left hand but if maria anne cared she did not show it she had found in the tents of the wicked what she could not get in the temple of the lord End of section twenty two